get out this evening. Uh, we, we have a lighter crowd than normal. I don't know why that is. Maybe the heat, something like that. I'm not sure. But praise the Lord, we're in for a blessing tonight. So I appreciate you guys coming. I want to uh, pray for us to get this started. And guys, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in their midst. Amen? I just come before you tonight. It's been an incredible day. It's been an awesome day. Uh, so many people, so many conversations, so many different avenues that your name has been glorified and lifted up. So, Father, I pray that the seeds that have been planted will be watered. I pray that those that have been doing the watering will get to do the reaping or to see it done. But most of all, Lord, may it be your name that's glorified. Everything that's happened here this day, and that's what's about to happen now. May you just be with Brother Samuel as he comes in a little bit, Lord, and may we hear what you have to say through him. And, Father, we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Brother Bill, come on up, Brother. For those that don't know this Brother Bill Brewer, we used to go to the same church a long time ago. We worked together. We're, we're brothers, can't you tell? We like it. Twins. We like it. You like that one? Oh, sorry. You stuck with me still. <laughs> Brother Bill's going to tell me he's going to talk to us on interviews. Yeah, we're old youth pastors. Yep. Uh, well, six years ago, I was talking to a young man in Africa in Uganda, and they got to talking, and she introduced her to her pastor, his pastor. And so she came to me and said, hey, uh, Pastor Samuel Kasango from Uganda wants to come to our little town, Lavernia. I said, really? The first time he came to America, he came to Lavernia and a couple other small towns like Dallas and Houston and Virginia, some of them. But Lavernia, and I thought, I said, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. Sure. God said, you know what? And so the first time we met, we met at Bill Miller's, of all places, with a big old hug, right? And so to this day, I have, I have five grandkids, and some of my grandkids think that we're brothers. Not like Frank and I are brothers, but biological brothers. And we haven't explained anything to them about if we're not, or if we are, or we're not. But... He comes from Uganda, where he has an orphanage. I'll let you tell all that. But this shirt that I'm wearing, the women, he has a, a women's ministry that, that instead of becoming prostitutes, they no longer have their husbands. He set up a, a house where they go in there with sewing machines, and they make these. And then they sell them, and that's their livelihood. Because of that, they don't have to be prostitutes. And he comes from a place where, where women... I'm not going to steal all your thunder, but I'm going to tell a little bit, okay? Where women are so uh, stressed out that they don't have any, any means to raise their kids that they're practically throwing them in the septic tank down the toilet because there's no hope. So I come with a heavy heart, you know, because I want to help them. You know, because the Bible says to take care of the widows and the orphans, right? And some of these orphans are AIDS orphans, and some of them, now the police are just bringing them to them. Because they know they're going to get help there. So I want to invite, I want to invite y'all to, to meet my brother. Come on up, brother. I've been teaching him Spanish. This is my hermano. Did I say it right? But see, don't we look like brothers? Just a light. A little, everybody's taller than me. God bless you. Thank you. I'm the shortest in my family. He's the shortest in his family. I'm the shortest in my family. <laughs> Yeah, 
I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me come. And uh, don't take this uh, for granted. I'm so honored to be here. And, uh, you know, you have been on our hearts uh, since what happened here. And, uh, you know, I came here last year over there. You know, this building was just being built. You know, I came there and it was something else, you know knelt over there, we prayed over there, and you know, it was uh, quite something. I didn't meet families, but uh, all families were in our hearts. We have been praying for you. Yeah, and today to be here, you know, I say, wow, God, I didn't know when I was there, I'll meet, you know, and see your faces. Yeah, so thank God when uh, Krista was in Germany and said, oh, you are coming, you know, to this. I said, my, it's amazing. You know, I saw that that was God. Only God can do that. Yeah. So I'm proud to be here. I love Lavinia, San Antonio. Yeah, so much. When I'm here, I'm at home. Yeah. And I thank my brother, uh, you know, driving me here and there and uh, Abandon his plans to care for me and take care. And that's what it's all about. God said in his word, I'll give you brothers, I'll give you sisters, I'll give you fathers. And so faithful, we see this. And uh, in Uganda, uh, I myself, I'm an orphan. You know, my dad died when I was very young and I don't know the picture of how he looked. So my mother uh, took a lot of time to raise us up because we are 10 of us. <laughs> yeah, 10 girls, 10 boys, but I'm one of the last ones. So uh, I grew up with seeing my mother using a hoy, you know, to uh, grab some plants and sell them and put us in school, you know, so I didn't go higher in school. Why? Because there was no way. We didn't have school fees for to do that. And uh, when I was uh, um, a teenager, I, you know, I was, I grew up in a rough time. I, you know, I was an orphan, you know, growing up here and there with the, my mother went to marry another family and uh, that family also had, the husband had so many wives, you know, and then she left there, and she went to another, again, married another man, and also that was a Muslim man, and they had, like, four wives and many children, and I'm also there, kid, you know. It was quite uh, something, and I'm fasting, Ramadan, and fasting, and, you know, I hated Islam being Islam, but I had nothing to do. I didn't like it. So that's how I grew up. And in my heart, I was not happy. I was not happy, really. I loved my mother so much. I loved her because she loved me. (laughs) She cared for me. I saw her really toiling to care for me in her poverty and struggling to make us 
uh, come to something. And for her, she had never seen, uh, in school we called them a blackboard, you know, meaning she never went to school. And uh, pushing us to go to be educated, and she did whatever she had to do to do that. It was amazing. Uh, buying us clothes and all that. Time came, you know, you grew up. <laughs> so I grew up miserable young man, and uh, also in my life as a teenager, there was less freedom. Um, politics and all that, and seeing people die, you know, every day. This government come, this government goes, this government come, this government goes, and fights, and bullets everywhere and uh, you know you see people dying you see them they are dying you know they are they are shooting them outside and when they are changing governments and these soldiers are running these are chasing it's quite chaos you know some are rooting you know so our homes were let open you know uh, doors open so that they can come in and carry whatever they have they want to carry and uh, because we are going house to house and, you know, filing and all that, and bitterness and anger and rage. And so time came I couldn't sleep at night, you know. I didn't want to sleep. I hated sleep. I even hated to see people go to sleep. You know, I wanted to go outside and maybe go to a disco and sit there and uh, I didn't know what, to, I didn't like dancing. There was no something to dance in me. <laughs> but just to look at people dance, you know. And I, I thought, yeah, I, I, I can't, I, what can I do, you know. So that's when the, the message came in my town. And they were preaching Jesus. And they were putting on these horns they could do. You would do, hear from far. So, I couldn't go to the meeting to hear the gospel because my clothes were very dirty. So to go before the people is not, you know. So I would sit at home and hear the, the preaching, you know. Yeah, and, and my, my older brother was there and he gave his life to Jesus. And he came home tell us, but I didn't know what was really this, what does that mean? <laughs> but I liked to hear what they were saying, Jesus, you know. And say, if Jesus can give me peace, then I want this. You know, I was a young man, but I had no peace. So, but I couldn't go there. And Saturday, my brother had a, Saturday morning had an appointment with the preachers where they were sleeping. And uh, that morning, it was to go with my sister, where my sister changed her mind. So I said, oh, come, come, escort me over there. And so I said, no problem, let me escort you. I didn't go to give my life to Jesus. I escorted him over there. And that's where, how I gave my life to Jesus. That Saturday morning, they prayed for me over there. I didn't feel anything. I, you know, I just knew that it's good to have Jesus in my heart if he can give me peace. And for sure, he did. <laughs> yeah, there was no dramatic change there. But when I came home, 
I began to tell them, oh, I've just given my life to Jesus. And uh, that was something. And they said, no, it's not possible. You are joking. They gave me two weeks. <laughs> you are going to quit. <laughs> That's madness. <laughs> yes. And, uh, oh, my. But I read in a book in Isaiah where it said, I, was, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to, the Bible. It says, who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And uh, I was reading a small pamphlet because remember <clears throat> that time in Uganda, we had just come from sanctions, UN sanctions and the, 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 the reign of dictator Idi Amin. So there was no preaching in Uganda. You know, so now when he went, then the preaching has come. And so leaflets now begin to come in. And so I read the reflex saying, who will go for us? And now I have this joy. I have this peace. I see there are so many young people like me who are in bitterness and anger. And I can tell them that Jesus can give you peace. You know? Yeah, I read in John 9 where it says, I was blind, but now I see. He didn't have to preach much. <laughs> so I said, oh yeah, I'll tell the people. Jesus came in my heart and bitterness is gone. I sleep at night. God restored my sleep. I began to sleep at night very well. And I had no peace. I, had no, I have no anger and rage and all this. Oh, wonderful. So I wanted to tell everybody that Jesus can do it for you. If he did it for me is a restore of life. Yes. So, that time we are there, and a young man and on fire for Jesus, you know, uh, telling people, oh, um, Jesus can give you peace. That was my message. <laughs> I, I didn't have it, but he can give you peace. And uh, as I preach, young people would come to me. Let me tell you, when you are from all this drama, there is a lot. Others want to commit suicide. Others are crazy. Others are thieves. Others are prostitutes. And they begin to come to me. And uh, that time I had like two rooms, you know. By the time I know my other where I sleep is full. The boys are sleeping on the on the floor, and where we sit in the sitting room is full with girls. Some were prostitutes and. You know, some crazy, you know, they are there. I don't know how God changed them. Some boys were thieves, you know, <laughs> going to steal things, going to steal things. But when they came, God changed them. And I, I look back and I say, how did he do? I don't know. We didn't pray for them. <laughs> we, just, we were just there saying, Jesus is good. He can change us. He can heal us. And now... These young men today, some of them are teachers, some of them are nurses, you know, some of them are doing many other things. Uh, they have grown up, they have families. Let me tell you, by the time I know, I have three rooms and we are 37 of us over there. And uh, we do eat one once a day, but we are very happy, very happy. You know, very happy and God changing us. <laughs> and they're happy. And uh, other kids would join us. 
you know, for a meal in the evening. And it would be like a big something, you know. And uh, it was amazing how young people struggle to be, to know Jesus in the chaos time. So uh, that time they met, they said, yo, you are the youth pastor in the town. <laughs> because uh, young people do change like that. Yeah, so... Um, why did I come to that? Uh, I had prayed because I had a problem that that time I, you know, I went to youth the mission. I was there, and people would come from all over the countries and visit our mission there, and they would read letters. Say, "Oh, I'm from uh, uh, my letter from my dad." You know, from your dad. How do you? How can you get a letter from your dad? To me, it was not. It was impossible that somebody can get a letter from a dad. <laughs> you know, I would look at them and they are happy. They are, oh, I, I got a letter from my dad. I said, "How is it possible? Really? You can get a letter from your daddy?" Oh my! Then I realized I didn't have any attachment with the daddy. I didn't know how that relationship is. You know, and then that's when I prayed and said, Lord, you are my daddy. Yeah, teach me to be a father. Because I don't know, I didn't see anything, I don't know how to be a father. Teach me. And that is the time we didn't wait. It's like Jeremiah saying, don't say I'm young. <laughs> he didn't wait and sent me these crazy people, young people, crazy people. And God changes them like that. And I became a daddy. I didn't begin uh, an orphanage with them. I said, I'm the daddy. You know, this is your home. You know, so even now they call me daddy, daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Two years ago when I came here to Ravinia, I was uh, sleeping in a caravan there. It's it's a very special place for me now. (laughs) And the Lord, you know, spoke to me to begin uh, orphanage and bring those young kids, zero year, they are thrown away to the trash or latrines. I don't know how you call them here, pit latrines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they throw them there because of the situation, the rejection, the poverty, the hardship, the pain, the, you know, all this. And by that trauma, they come out without uh, joy. Yeah. There was a lady who, gave, she was praying to God, I want to have a kid, I want to have a kid. And uh, she wanted to have a, a, the, the, this scientific way of having children. And uh, she got twins. And I went to the hospital to see her. And she said, oh, I don't know if I really need these kids. I don't know. I have suffered. I have been in pain. I don't know whether these kids, I don't like them. I said, oh, mama, please. It's because of pain. You know, it's because of pain. But you are going to love your kids. Yeah. You are going to love your kids. The kids are going to give you joy back. They are going to laugh with you. You are going to have, uh, uh, what? You are going to have fellowship together. 
but you go through healing and everything is going to be well. So I remembered why women throw their kids away through trauma, through pain, through all this. By the time they realize I need my kid, it's already gone. So the Lord said, oh, you have a house. But I didn't know where to begin to have a house. It was a tough time for me right here in Lavenia. <laughs> and I didn't share with him. I went battling in my heart, you know, how to do it. And now we have that home over there in Uganda. At the moment, we have those 17 kids and the police and the probation officers, they bring those kids over to you know, help them grow and achieve their destiny and future. And what God have uh, you know, purposed them to come to this earth for. So some of them, they come there and they are sick. And when they come, um, in 72 hours, we have to take them to the doctor and check them over. If they have AIDS, uh, AIDS epidemic hit our country so much so that they can have special care in that area or, you know, other diseases to be treated and to be known uh, like that. And uh, in Uganda, we, everything is cash. <laughs> everything is cash. Hospital, cash. Wherever you go, cash. Every kid to be checked uh, by the doctor, that's $15, $15 every kid, you know. But when medication is, is to be brought also, say, extra. So like that, uh, we have, we thank God for what God's doing there. And uh, we see they are smiling. There are kids which came when they are in, you would think, oh, are they sick with AIDS, you know, they were so bones, but now, you know, you see the joy, you see the freedom. One boy came when he stopped to grow, you know, and uh, now he recovered, you know, from that area. So the Lord is working there. I stand here with that scripture of James 1, 27, you know, saying that the, the religion God honors is that to care for the orphans and the widows. The orphans that are in affliction and, you know, uh, you know oppressed and they are there. And uh, we are the people go to say, hey, send me. Yeah, so <clears throat> I want to show you a video uh, from that home in Uganda so that you can see something. Sango of Ginger Christian Center here in Ginger, Uganda. And right now we are here to Upendo Orphanage Home, a place of, of the hopeless kids and voiceless where they have found themselves to have a voice, to have, 
you know their inspirations come true we are standing with them in prayer and we thank you all for standing with these kids who come here very sick you know voiceless and you know all kinds of suffering uh, praise the Lord this is Doreen the administrator of Sunday Children's Home where everyone is somebody where we take care of children abandoned um, children that don't have parents often and we make them people we make them we, we bring them to, to open the children and they become children that matter and now we see hope we see the smiles with the joy we see the laughter we see how they are building themselves in the community and also learning to live with one another playing with one another laughing with one another eating with one another and trying to shower have a shower with one another it's amazing fellowship here you see unity you see joy here i'm telling you we want to thank you all who are praying for pendo uh, we are home of um, around 15 children at the moment and uh, they are really improving. Some of them came in when they are malnourished, some were terribly sick, but right now they are healthy and sound. Daily we feed them, they have breakfast, they have lunch, they have dinner, they have mid-breakfast. And we would like to thank each and everyone who has been supporting Upendo children with, with our food. Upendo Orphanage Home is a place to, to be and also to visit. Here we get the kids also uh, through the probation officers. They call us when they see uh, those complaints over there in deep places, deep villages. And also the police uh, also help us to bring kids when they know and they have received the, the cases and the, 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 you know, the children who have no parents, uh, who have no hope, those who have been thrown away. Some of the challenges that we are facing is um, we really, really need a vehicle or a car. Like we are off town and we are a bit into the village. So when children get sick or they have to go to school, we need means to transport them. That's one of the challenges we are facing as we send our children home. Then we also facing the challenge of um, rent, because we are still renting this whole place as you see it. And um, it's been a challenge to us because we're just starting. And uh, we also have another challenge of the ongoing school children. They need school fees, they need um, people to, to give them a hand in um, like school fees, um, scholastic materials, um, really it's been, a, it's been a challenge at the moment. As we live day by day, feed these children, you know, meals, breakfast and everything and clothing them and shoes and, you know, and right now also uh, bringing them to school to, you know, they need school fees, pray with us that they may be able to go to school here, we have to pay school fees, you know, so pray for us that, uh, you know, the Lord will provide that they are able to be in school and also eat well and be strong and find the love of God here. We only don't want to, you know, we love that you can come and visit this place, please come. Let's come and play with the kids. Come and release what you have, the joy you have, the love you have. Can touch this place when they see your smile. 
Oh, they smile more when they see your love. It empowers life in them. You know, they love somebody to come and say, Hey, I love you. I love you. So, you're welcome to Uganda. You're welcome to the land of River Nile. You are welcome to see the goodness of what God is doing in this area and be part of what God is building in these children. We love you and we are waiting for you. Thank you. How long do I have? Oh, you yeah. that 30 minutes. So. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> yes, um, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you have heard there, um, those kids, you didn't see the kids from zero year uh, there yet. Though we have the beds and the, the everything for them, but the facility to have them in, we couldn't bring them in when we don't have the uh, the facility because we are off the town, uh, a bit away from the clinics. And uh, in the case of anything, you need a car to be able to rush them to the hospital, clinics, the doctors. So we are praying for that. And uh, remember us in prayer when you pray, because like a month, we uh, minimum we need $800 a, a month to care because we rent the place. That's $400 uh, dollar and then care for the place and eating and all that. Another 400 so $800. We have a request of praying for us to have a car over there so we can have these little kids uh, who need more care also in the place so they can enjoy the gift of being on this planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, vehicle there is um, we buy second hands and uh, it could be around uh, uh, to 40 million. 40 million divided by three, you can divide it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our Uganda money is. Uh, yeah. 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 Pardon? Uh, it's like uh, 3,600. Yeah. Or 3,600. 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. 3,600. 3, uh, yeah, yeah. 3,000? Six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is one dollar, three thousand six hundred. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, if you divide by, let me see here. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, oh yeah. 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 Like forty million. <laughs> uh, it's like a, uh, my mathematics is not working. Hmm. Like uh, forty million. Divide. Oh, not that. Divide by three, six. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Uh, What's that? Uh, I can't be right. No. <laughs> Did you get it, Chad? Pardon? I think um, seven thousand. Yeah, around there. I think. Um, yeah, maybe more than tenth. More than need to be. Yeah. Yeah, different prices, but that range you can get a car. And uh, the issue is that uh, if you import, then they charge the taxes too much. Yeah, they like they charge twice tax. So it's better you buy in there, you know, second hand at least, you know, yeah, in a good condition. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Pardon? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they call me here when I'm here, four in the night, you know. You know, this one is not feeling fine, you know. <laughs> you know, to be taken to hospital and it's night. So, Let's pray. Let's wait in the morning. 
Yeah, so um, the Lord is good. Mm. I want to share with you um, the Bible says that you know you go back and again look into this love the Lord loves us with. The Bible says in John three sixteen. Yeah. John three sixteen is a great, great scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Amen. God loved the world. And because of this love, he gave. And he gave the best. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. In God, he wants us to have everlasting life. That is God, and he worked on it. He qualified us for this life. He qualified us. If we are to go through learning to, to get the qualification of be of having eternal life, everlasting life, I think would study and study and study <laughs> and again study to be qualified. But he qualified us to this life. He loved us and qualified us himself. And this love is deep. This love of God, the way he loved us, is so deep. And when he loved us, actually Put it this way, when God loved the world, you are the world. I am the world. Without you, this world cannot smile. But with you, the world is happy. With me, the world is happy. We are the people who make the world. If God wants to do something in the world, he comes to us. He loved us. He loved us. He loves you. He loved us all together. No matter what goes through our lives, no matter what one, all the drama, all the trauma that have come in our lives as the way we move with Jesus or we move in this world, God has not changed his mind. God loves me. God loves you. And he loves you even before you knew that he loves you. And he sends somebody to tell you that, hey, do you know somebody's loving you? <laughs> Somebody loves you so much. And when you heard those words, they were full of grace, full of mercy, and full of love. And you needed more of this who love you. And we came and believed in him. And we have this eternal life in us. Nobody can give it to you. Nowhere you, you can go and get it. Not through your knees, 
It's through your faith. It's through your believing that I have you. I'm so happy for you. And once you have it, you have it. The Bible says it's not anywhere but in you. Because Christ is in us. He lives in us. Amen. This love of God is in us. It's alive in us. That's why you are here. Because of the love of God. That's our nature. Our nature now, because of the love of God, we want to be with him. We want to praise him. We want to hear more with him. We want to fellowship together. We want to love more. You feel that love inside you. You want to do more for God. You want to, to get closer to him. <laughs> because that's now our nature. You know, that's our nature. And some say, oh, I don't know what to do. I want to be so holy. How can I be so holy? There's no way you can be so holy. You're already holy. God qualified us. He put us there. We passed. We came out. We are the fruit from Abraham. There's no other people that are coming out. We are the people. We are the fruit. We came out. We are here. We are born again. <laughs> we are the children of God. Yeah, we are the children of God. Holiness is not a feeling. You can say, oh, today I feel so holy. No. Holiness is a nature. You know? I can't be now here and say, hey, you know, I'm a, even if I want to say, oh, you see, I'm a Chinese, you know? You'll say, laugh at me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because it's not possible. <laughs> I'm not a Chinese. <laughs> if, I, if I stand here and I say, oh, you know I'm a Chinese. I'm a Chinese. Even if I say I'm a Chinese, I'm not. Because my nature doesn't allow that. I'm, this is my nature. And I don't feel it. I don't feel that I'm black. No, I'm not feeling. I don't feel it at all. But I am. And that's nature. So, right, holiness is a nature. You don't feel it. It's there. It comes when we became born again. New creation. Yes. And the past is gone. And the new has come. And we are that. Given free. It's not a struggle. Where you struggle and feel some pain. When I, I, I was a, a young boy, I, I really enjoyed wrestling. You know, when they twist your hand and lift you up on, on the floor. <laughs> I always wanted to, to watch wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. I like, you know, pompa, pompa. Yeah. So, why? Because they feel pain. They feel pain. So many Christians want to feel some pain of being holy. But this is a free gift. Yeah, it says free gift. God gave you. Enjoy it. Yeah, you wake up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord has made. Yeah, let me rejoice and be glad. I want to rejoice and be glad. And the devil doesn't want you to be glad. He wants to take the death from you. He wants to steal that death from you. 
And that day, you are so worried. You are in fear. You are in trauma. You are bitter. You are, you know, the day is gone. The day is not coming back. The day is gone. But this day is the Lord who has made it. And once it's come, it is new day. And once you come in there, you're a new person. The past is gone. Yesterday is gone. Live this day. Conquer your day and have joy in that day. Because the one who made that day tells you in the morning, rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. (laughs) Yes. Because God knows how that day is going to move. So that day to be good for you, you need to conquer it with rejoicing in your heart. Be glad. Be happy. That is God. He wants us to be happy. No matter what, be happy. Acknowledge that God has made this day for you. Rejoice somehow. Life is a life of, you know, not satisfying if you don't grab what God and hear what God is saying and say, hey, this is me. I take it. Life is, can be wasted. The day can be wasted. The, you know, the devil can be there clapping for you and say, oh, yeah, yeah. how is it? How is it? Oh, it's not good. Oh, it's bad. How is it? How is it? Ooh. Listen, you find Christians who are saying this all the time. Every time. What is that? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, it's not good. It's not. Who told you it's not good? Who told you the day is not good? Maybe the situation is bad. Maybe the circumstance came rough. But the day is not, is good. Because God says, this is the day the Lord has made. It's good. Yes. The day is good. The circumstance, the situation, maybe you, you knocked your feet. That, that doesn't mean the day is bad. <laughs> the day is good. Yeah. And God wants us to be strong in the day. To be joyful, to be glad. God is saying, be strong. Be strong, I'm with you. No matter the circumstance. Are you going through fire? I'm with you in the fire. You're going to come out. Are you in the storm? Yeah, be strong. Know that I'm there with you. We are coming out together. There is nobody who will go with you in fire. You will go only with God. Nobody will go with you in the storm. Only God will comfort you. You go through, you went through here in the storm. I came here in the church last year. I cried tears over there. I only can't cry, but I can't go with you. You know, only God goes with you. And that's whom we pray and say, Lord, please strengthen them. God, please go through with them. Because he knows the pain. He's the only master who understands us. And the word of God is real. God loves you. God loves me. And he will never change himself on this issue. And the Bible says in Romans 5, 5, that he poured his love in our hearts. This love is there. We are loving people. What the love that we have is hated by the devil. 
The devil hates love because God to come to us, he loved us. And in love, he gave. And so devil is mad. He doesn't want you to love. You know, and those who love, they get hurt. They get hurt all the time. You love your heart. You love. You say, I give up. I give up. <laughs> this is too much. Too much. Yeah? It's too much. The Bible says there is no greater love than this, but to lay it down for others. All the time, laying it down for others. It's fault. That's why Jesus said, forgive. All the time. That is the key. It's a simple word. Forgive, but it's powerful. It's a weapon. It's conquest. It makes you victorious. It makes you win so many battles. It takes you higher. It dismantles a lot of chaos around you. It binds people together. It binds families together. It binds marriage together. Simple word. Great men, rich men, famous men cannot say it. Madam, my wife, honey, I forgive you. Oh, forgive me. They don't. They rather separate. They rather divorce. They rather depart and not say that word. When you say that word, oh, life come together. It binds us together. There is no word that binds families together, marriages together, children together. Sometimes I say to my kid, 10 year old years, <laughs> I say, forgive me. I've been tough. <laughs> yeah. And the kid come and help me. There is nothing like this. Life is in Jesus. Life is in the word of God. Life is in Christianity. This is what brings us together and heals us and makes us what God wants us to be in this world. Hallelujah. He's there. He poured it there. But when you not know that he poured it there, it may get not used. Yeah, some can take advantage of that because you don't use it. And you think, oh, I need another love. No, that's a simple love. It's not your love. God poured it there. Let it work. Let it function. Let it come out. Let it shine around. Let that love touch somebody. Smile to somebody. And also that love can be long-suffering. As Christians, that's how we are. Among us, long-suffering. There are people we have to be in long-suffering to love. They are not easy, but we have to love them. They are crazy. Love them. <laughs> they are in church. <laughs> they are crazy. They never change. <laughs> they only <laughs> they never bless you. You have to bless them every time. <laughs> yes. So if God has put you to bless them every time, shine. Yes. Let your salt work. Let your salt 
work. They always come to your salt. They come with the trouble. But after meeting them and speaking to them, they begin to feel good. They know they have a friend in church. A friend in church to disturb. A friend in church to... But even if they disturb, the friend will give a ear. And they hear. Yeah. Love is in us. We put it to work in pain. Jesus put that love to work in pain. Yes. Let's put our love to work. Your neighbor loves you. Need this love. And it's not easy. It's a fight. The devil doesn't want you to do it. The devil wants you to, you know, be alone. And alone until you leave the church and you are in a, your house alone, very bitter. I don't go to any church. <laughs> I don't want to go to anybody. Yeah, that's the devil is happy. But may God build us up and God is there to strengthen us and always we remember that love. The Bible says, remember the first love. Remember. There must be a remembering. And unfortunately, many other people don't even have the first love. They have nothing to remember. When you say remember, they have nothing to remember. They remember bitterness. They remember abuses. They remember chaos. They have no first love to remember. But we are the people to be salt and to be light. And when they see our love, they remember. They remember, oh, Pastor Bill. Oh, oh, the love of Pastor Bill. I can't do this. Yeah. Oh, the love of that, you know, that friend of, I can't do this. Our love protects other people. You know, brings us together and brings us and there is nothing like this love because God is love. Yeah. When we love, God is in action. God is doing his work which no man can do. But he's doing his work. May God repay our hearts. May all the hearts that have been, you know, dividing us or pulling us away, may God heal our hearts. May our hearts be healed from many hearts, from rejection, from self-pity, from whatever contaminations that we always gather as we move on on this journey. May we be purified from that in Jesus' name. And may we be in that position where God is in action. The love of God is in action. God bless you. Thank you so much. With your ministry, maybe with a car or to help with your food or your monthly... It's $800 a month. If any of us want to help with that, how can we do that? We have uh, a bank account on those uh, things. Yeah. Um, And and that's what I'm asking. So right now there isn't a way or right now it's PayPal? Right now we, uh, we do it through MoneyGram. Oh, MoneyGram. Yeah, MoneyGram. Because MoneyGram... If you send up to $1,000, you pay 800 for charge. 
Oh, they take two hundred dollars. They take no. They add. They add. They take eight. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Walmart has it. Walmart to the world. Which is you go yeah. in there and you give them that his niece's name and number, and it costs you eight dollars to send up to a thousand dollars. Yeah. And if you go over a thousand dollars, they just go to sixteen dollars. So it's so a little cheap and easy now. Are one of you guys a, or do you have a point man on the state side where people can donate so they can all go at one time and and do that? Uh, at the moment, we are trying. Yeah, you have? Yeah, okay. Chad has a box For those that don't know Chad, Chad comes and he leads worship sometimes with our youth and hangs out here, brings his kids, such as that. He doesn't look old enough to have all that big of kids, but he does. Um, so uh, so we should get with Chad maybe mm-hmm. and, and help. Uh, if we want to get help to you we can get with chad and get that to you that yes right? yes but mostly you need prayer you want us to be praying yeah exactly now that message you just shared with us do you share that with your kids oh yeah Hallelujah. Sure. yeah god you. bless you brother can thank i pray you. with you right now yeah sure father god i lift my brother up to you who has yeah. chosen to take on all these children mm-hmm. my wife and i we have raised a lot a few at a time but this man's chosen to be used by you to raise many mm-hmm. and yet as we saw in the video and as he has shared his heart about being the love and that Every day is a good day. Regardless of what the kids do, it still makes it a good day. Mm -hmm. May he continue to share that kind of grace and mercy with those kids. May he continue to lift your scripture up with those kids. God, may those kids, as we saw many pictures of them eating, may they be able to continue to eat and have a a good time realizing the benefits and the blessings of you, Lord, Mm -hmm. of knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. Bless my brother Samuel here, Lord God, and may you continue to give him the words and Mm -hmm. the wisdom. Mm In the direction, and may you put people in this pathway that will help him to fulfill the destiny you've given him with this this orphanage and with this women's ministry. Mm -hmm. God, I don't want to take away from the fact that these women would have had to be on the street Mm -hmm. in that culture if they did not have somewheres to go. Mm -hmm. If they did not have another way of making money, they would Mm -hmm. have to become that street person. Mm -hmm. Father, may you continue to grow that ministry as well. Mm -hmm so that these folks can get out and glorify you with all they say and do. Mm-hmm. Bless my brother, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, brother. Give God one more hand. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for having me. Thank God you. God bless you, brother. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. So, as you heard tonight, the, if, isn't it great that the gospel is not just preached in Sutherland Springs or South Texas? It's worldwide. Amen. The media may try to make you think that the gospel is dead, that's Satan. That's Satan whispering in your ear that the gospel is dead. That's Satan in your ear, as my brother has pointed out, telling you that this day isn't good. My God doesn't make anything that's bad. So the circumstance within that day may be bad, but even that can be good when I turn it back to him. Amen? I pray that as we leave here tonight that you will consider praying about some way to, to help Brother Samuel and help support his ministry. We'll figure out how much it actually costs to get a car over there by chance. Okay, there you go. The power of Google. So, so Chad's already found used minivans over there for about three grand, three thousand dollars. There you go. So, so roughly in the in the three to six thousand dollar range, you'll get a decent vehicle. So that's something we need to be praying about as well, and maybe put on our prayer list to be praying about. And who knows? Maybe we can get a minivan instead of piling five kids on a moped. To, to get him to the doctor's office. Amen? All right, Brother Samuel.
I can't tell you what God's going to do, but I can tell you that as a church, we'll be praying for you. We'll put this on our prayer list, and we'll see where it goes from there. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am, Karen? How can the, Do you have any of those shirts over here for sale? Or? Not this year? Can they be shipped? Ladies call it. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring some from Uganda. Well, maybe we'll get with Chad and see if maybe some of your ladies can make some shirts and ship them. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Over here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we'll, we'll, Chad, you just got elected as the contact for that as yeah. well. Okay, Crystal, if you can do that. All right, guys, so she's going to forward me a PayPal account so maybe we can help go through that as well. In the meantime, Chad will be a contact trying to figure out what to do with that. If God's laid it on your heart, maybe you can help him this evening. You want to pray with him or talk to him after the service? That'd be wonderful as well. How much longer are you in the States, brother? Okay, Labor Day? So it's getting close. Amen. And I bet you're missing home, too, all your youngins. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Guys, it's good seeing everybody this evening. Uh, David, do you want to close us in another word of prayer? And we'll call, call it dismissed. Samuel Brother Samuel.